0: To see the to the Space to
1: Space Space
0: What the fuck is good, man? Is this recording? Yeah. Fuck is good, man. Today is January 27th, 2021. Episode motherfucking 28 of the K podcast. You know me, your motherfucking host, KPOD. And, uh, yeah, man, we got a couple things to talk about today. First and foremost, as always, I appreciate you guys being here. If you want to like, subscribe, add a little comment, some feedback, maybe share it with your friends or your fucking grandma, you know what I mean? She's probably bored, man, you don't call her enough, so... Put her on the K-Podcast, and I'll entertain her for you, you know what I'm saying? Small nominal fee, you understand? <laughs> but yeah, man, welcome back. Appreciate you guys being here with me for episode 28. Um, we got a couple things today. I did want to start, just to get it out of the way now. Like I said, today is the 27th, so yesterday, January 26th, marked the one-year anniversary of us losing Kobe Bryant. Kobe, his daughter Gigi, and um, all the other folks involved with their basketball team that were in that helicopter accident last year. I can't believe that was a fucking year ago. Um, It was kind of, you know, right before... Right before all this uh, pandemic, COVID stuff hit. And um, it actually made me think, too... I think I'd mentioned it on a previous episode when I lost, I ruined my old phone. I don't know. I think I mentioned that on here. If not, I only bring that up because that was the same. I remember specifically we went kayaking, me and Smith, and I fucking destroyed my phone in the water. And then as we're driving home from that kayak trip, he, I guess, had gotten a notification on his phone. And that's how I found out that Kobe had passed. So that's the only reason I bring that up just reminded me, um, yeah man, a full year without Kobe, feels like, it's just weird, because it's still, at least for me, it still hasn't really all the way sunk in, Um, you know, I was born in 1990, so I remember seeing Jordan play as a kid, but Kobe was much more prevalent in my life, as far as all-star athlete, it was like Kobe you know, obviously later LeBron for basketball and then fucking like Tiger Woods pretty much were like, I don't know, the the standout all-star athletes that I could think of of my childhood. So yeah, rest in peace to Kobe and Gigi and everyone else involved with the situation that took place a year ago. Uh, but I just wanted to get that out of the way now. Just, you know, kind of get the somber stuff out of the way early. So rest in peace to the Bryants. And also, this past week, we lost two legends, unfortunately. Rest in peace to Larry King, um, the announcer. I don't know what you would call him, really, news reporter or something like that. I don't know his title, but you know who Larry King is. He was a famous um, interviewer. He's been on TV for you know as long as I've been alive, for sure. But, yeah, rest in peace to Larry King, and also rest in peace to Hank Aaron, the baseball legend. Um, I always remember, I was much more into baseball as a as a kid um, when I was younger, and I was actually playing, you know what I'm saying? So, Hank Aaron, Roberto Clemente, Jackie Robinson, these names always stuck out to me just because they were such pinnacle figures in the sport of baseball you know my dad was always really into baseball so he got me and my brother went into it at a young age so yeah I always remember I always remember Hank Aaron and those kind of you know pioneer names so when I saw he passed that definitely kind of hit home and I did see there were rumors that it was linked to COVID but I'm just looking here now and it's saying that's nothing more than a rumor but he was in his 80s, 90s, I believe. So, I mean, for all we know, it was just old age. But, you know, you hate to see a legend go. So, once again, man, rest in peace to the Bryants. Rest in peace to Larry King. And rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Three legends gone way too soon. But, yeah. So, actually, you know what? I haven't played in a couple episodes. So, I think, um, let me get this fucking speak just to get us in a little better mood, you know what I mean?
1: One, two, T-O-P, hit!
0: That has yet to fail, okay? That song has yet to fail to make me smile. So that's the fucking motherfucking K Podcast happy song. (laughs) If it doesn't make you happy, get the fuck out of here. All right. Um, But yeah, man. So I just want to get that out of the way in the beginning. No more RIPs for this episode. Um, But let's see, man. What's today? Wednesday. Um, I talked to you guys last Wednesday. There's been some stuff going on in the news and in the world, obviously. I'm trying to think if anything's happened with me, necessarily. Um, not too much. I mean, I went up this past weekend. I actually went up to visit my brother, which was a good time. Um, I think I mentioned on here, we have a beach house up in St. Augustine, where he's actually been, he's living temporarily in transition from moving from Houston to Brooklyn for his job. So in the meantime, with all the work from home, pandemic shit, he's kind of just been up there living at the beach house. So I went up there to visit him this weekend. Um, it was good, you know, like the older we get, we don't get much time to spend just with each other anymore. You know, we're all fucking full-blown adults now. Um, with jobs and obligations and responsibilities and things like that. So it's always good to just kind of just disconnect from, you know, the typical day-to-day bullshit and just unwind, chill with family. Uh, We got to spend some time with our uncle, you know, went shooting with him, which was fun. I've only shot a gun once or twice in my whole life. I think my brother had never shot a gun before. Um, So he took us to the range, went did some shooting. That was pretty fun. We watched the um, the McGregor fight. What was it? McGregor and Poirier. I'm not... Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. I'm not... I don't follow fighting at all, okay? Poirier. There we go. I know I mispronounced it. Dustin Poirier. I'm assuming that's French or something. P-O-I-R-I-E-R. Either way. So yeah, I don't really keep up with fighting. Um, a lot of my friends do, I mean, I would, not majority of my friends, but a lot of my friends are really into the fighting stuff, actually shouts, one of my good homegirls from college, Jackie Iaquinta, her brother is a professional fighter, shouts to Jackie and Al Iaquinta, um, that's really, that. that's pretty much my extent of, uh, fighting knowledge, just, ow, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, um, I'm not normally watching the fights, but, you know, we were at the beach house. There wasn't much to do, so we threw on the fight. And I know, I obviously know who McGregor is. I've heard Poirier's name before. I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about him, but I knew he was the underdog for the fight just because McGregor's McGregor. And um, so seeing McGregor get knocked out, if you didn't see it or you haven't checked the internet since, spoiler alert, McGregor went to sleep. Um... <laughs> Which, like I said, I mean, I don't really give a shit either way. I'm just, I'm pretty much always gonna root for the underdog, um, just because that's, you know, how my brain works, I guess. But yeah, so that was fun, man. We watched the fight on Saturday. We did a little Zoom call with some of our, some of our, um, our old high school buddies that you know I haven't seen in a while. Shouts to Pat, Shane, and Jay um it's kind of cool everyone's you know scattered not over the world but over the country we had st augustine miami brooklyn and san francisco all all on the same call you know all the homies from high school so shouts to them that was good to catch up and you know just kind of relax man play some games we played fucking risk dude i fucking hate that game we were playing some chess and backgammon which you know those are fine by me um but risk i don't know man i hate history to begin with i think i've said that on here before my memory is just god awful and yeah i don't know when i when i'm playing risk i feel like i'm having to study for social studies you know whatever like fuck that shit anyway yeah played some risk (laughs) had a good time and then we came back back to the grind so now we all right um, Another thing I was thinking of was that it's been a fucking full year of COVID. Well, not quite yet. In a couple of weeks now, it'll be a full year. I think it kicked off, at least here in America, it kind of first hit us, um, I think, early to mid-February, and we're closing in on the end of January now, so it's just weird to think that it's been a whole year of us quarantining, well, I'm. I mean thinking back to when it first hit, which feels like it was 5-10 years ago, it was literally 365 days ago, when they were first saying, we're going to have to quarantine, and everything's going to be shut down, and all this stuff, um, you know, people like me, who have never experienced this before, we didn't know what the fuck to expect, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought, uh, if you l- <laughs> if you literally walked outside of your door, without a mask, you know, or whatever, basically if you stepped into a public space, like you were essentially fucked and you were going to breathe in some, you know, hazardous gas and fucking die or whatever, you know, I didn't know what to expect. The news was making it out crazy. I've never seen something like this in my lifetime. I mean, swine flu was when I was in college, but I don't remember it being nearly as drastic as this coronavirus stuff has been. And I think rightfully so. I mean, I don't remember people dying from the swine flu, but like I've said countless times, my memory is fucking horrible. I know people were getting sick, and obviously no one wants to be sick. Um, But yeah, it's just been a full year, man. I was also reading the other day that I guess the president of Mexico just tested positive. The president of Mexico, Dave Chappelle, um... (laughs) A bunch of random people you know and as it goes because it's it's just going to keep spreading if people want to keep going outside businesses are staying open or not even just the fact that they're staying open but maybe the fact that they're not following these protocols as closely as they should you know I live downtown Orlando and I see every single day people walking in and out of these restaurants people throwing parties damn near you know whether or not they have masks on it's it's kind of like hit or miss really um so yeah, it's just crazy, man. It's been a whole fucking year. Whole fucking year, of this shit. Let me see here. So yeah, um, that was really it for COVID stuff. The next thing that I wanted to touch on was this capital incident. I mean, obviously, more and more details are coming out as we go along. So I'm going to read this article, it's a little lengthy, bear with me, I apologize, but um, I think this stuff is important. So I'm going to read this to you here. The revelation that the Capitol mob covered in emblems of extremist groups, included off-duty law enforcement officers, possibly assisted by working police, is escalating pressure on sheriffs and police chiefs nationwide to root out staff with ties to white supremacists and far- Far-right armed groups. Law enforcement leaders have faced criticism in the past for failing to police their own officers' involvement with extremist groups. However, the selfie photos that off-duty officers took inside the Capitol during the violent siege, which left one police officer dead and dozens of others injured, were a wake-up call for the many who have long denied the extent of the problem within policing. National Sheriff's Association President David Mahoney said many police leaders have treated officers with extremist beliefs as outliers and have underestimated the damage they can inflict on the profession and the nation. We saw the anti-government, anti-equality, and racist comments coming out during the Obama administration. Shame on us for representing it as freedom of speech, and for not recognizing it was chiseling away at our democracy, Mahoney said in an interview. As we move forward, we need to make sure we are teaching our current staff members that they must have the courage to speak out when they know about another deputy's or officer's involvement. There should be no reference to the thin blue line. The Capitol riot came as law. That's Rue, sorry. Hey, Rue! Rue! Come here. Don't you know I'm trying to fucking read in here? Come on, get on the couch. Go ahead. Relax, sweetie. I don't even remember where I was in my reading now. God damn it. What you barking at, Woo? Sorry about that. Where were we? The Capitol riot came as law enforcement officials already face a tense national landscape following last year's protest against policing, calls to cut their funding, and a broader reckoning on racial injustice. Then the mobs stormed the Capitol, prompting criticism about how police treated the largely white crowd and then anger when allegations emerged that officers were among their ranks. More than a dozen off-duty law enforcement officers were allegedly part of the January 6th mob and under investigation, according to a Washington Post analysis using news accounts and police and FBI reports. At least a dozen Capitol officers are also under investigation for possibly playing a role in the rioting by assisting or encouraging the mob. Another 14 off-duty officers who did not appear to have entered the Capitol attended the preceding rally held by then-President Donald Trump that was advertised by extremist groups on social media. The event drew tens of thousands to Washington to fight the election results that made Joe Biden the 46th U.S. President. Local and federal law enforcement warned in the run-up that it could lead to violence. Law enforcement leaders across the nation are talking to cadets and veteran officers about the need to report colleagues who have aligned themselves with white supremacists or far-right far militants. The leaders are considering policies that would expressly prohibit officers from affiliating with such groups. They are also discussing ways to conduct deeper background checks on recruits, so such extremists are blocked from entering the profession. Some police experts suggest hiring outside experts to help scour social media sites. The FBI, they say, could also play a greater role in helping to identify and remove local law enforcement officers with ties to extremists by making better use of intelligence gathered from its own investigations. So yeah, man. If anyone didn't already know, this was a fucking inside job. Um, I think I mentioned that on here before, that it was a theory of mine just... Given how smoothly that it went, you know, there had to have been, in my opinion at least, there had to have been some help. You know, obviously the president himself at the time was helping, goddamn puppeteer that he was. But the fact that a lot of these police officers are in on it obviously doesn't bode well for, really, I mean, the, the, everyday citizens like us the public if we can't trust the people who have been who have been given the right to quote unquote protect and serve us you know peasants us normal people if they're not going to protect and serve everybody fairly then why the fuck should we trust them or listen to them or abide by their rules you know like I mean, it's a double-edged sword, man. You can't play favorites, you know what I'm saying? Because then this kind of shit happens. And then on top of that, I was reading this other article. So basically, I'm going to read you this other article too. Sorry for all the reading, but... This other article that was basically stating as... As to why... Why it took so long to shut this shit down, I guess is a good way of saying it. Why... Did we see this riot at the Capitol, this madness taking place for hours before the U.S. government seemingly came in and actually did something about it? I was a little confused by that, besides obviously a lot of the the aggressors being on the inside and them kind of just allowing this to happen. This article made it make more sense to me, so I'm going to read this real quick. The article says the commander of the dc national guard said the pentagon restricted his authority ahead of the riot at the u.s capitol requiring higher level sign-off to respond that cost time as the events that day spiraled out of control local commanders typically have the power to take military action on their own to save lives and prevent significant property damage in an urgent situation when there isn't enough time to obtain approval from headquarters. But Major General William J. Walker, the commanding general of the District of Columbia National Guard, said the Pentagon essentially took that power and other authorities away from him ahead of the pro-Trump protest on January 6th. That meant he couldn't immediately roll out troops when he received a panic phone call from the police chief from the Capitol Police Chief, warning that rioters were about to enter the U.S. Capitol. All military commanders normally have the immediate response authority to protect property, life, and in my case, federal functions, federal property, and life, Walker said in an interview. But in this instance, I did not have that authority. Walker and former Army Secretary Ryan C. McCarthy are set to brief the House Appropriations Committee on Tuesday, so yesterday, behind closed doors about the events, the beginning of what is likely to become a robust congressional inquiry into the preparations for a rally that devolved into a riot at the Capitol, leaving five people dead and representing a significant security failure the military which isn't structured to be a first responder like law enforcement took hours to arrive at the scene primarily because the capitol police and the district government hadn't asked the dc guard to prepare a contingency force for a riot the capitol police chief also didn't call walker to tell him to tell him a request for guard backup was imminent until about 25 minutes before rioters breached the Capitol. But the restrictions the Pentagon placed on Walker also contributed to the delay. Contributed. I don't know why I pronounced that so weird. <laughs> he needed to wait for approval from from McCarthy and Acting Defense Secretary Christopher C. Miller before dispatching troops even though some 40 National Guard members were on standby as a quick reaction force. That standby force had been assembled in case the few hundred National Guard troops deployed that day on the district streets to assist police with traffic control and crowd management needed help, Walker said. The Pentagon required the highest level approval for any moves beyond that narrow mission, in part, Because its leaders had been lambasted for action, the D.C. Guard took during last year's racial justice protest, including helicopters that flew low over demonstrators in D.C., top officials concluded those maneuvers resulted from fragmentary orders that hadn't received high-level approval and were looking to prevent a repeat of that situation. After June... The authorities were pulled back into the Secretary of Defense's office, McCarthy said in the comments of the Post. Anytime we would employ troops and guardsmen in the city, you had to go through a rigorous process. As you recall, there were events in the summer that got a lot of attention and that was part of this. McCarthy said he worked hard to ensure authority was pushed back down the chain of command to Walker ahead of the inauguration, during which Walker oversaw the 25,600 troops that came to the district. As for the preparations ahead of January 6th, McCarthy said, it was everyone just being very careful. When you go back to times when we've done this, like June, we wanted to make sure we were very careful about the employment, careful about fragmentary orders. Had he not been restricted, Walker said, he could have dispatched, dispatched members of the D.C. Guard sooner. Asked how quickly troops could have been to the Capitol, which was two miles from the D.C. Guard headquarters at the Armory, Walker said, with all deliberate speed, I mean, they're right down the street. Still, even if Walker had been able to send the National Guard members on standby to the Capitol immediately and round up others in the district, it's unclear how much that would have affected the situation given the large size of the mob and the last-minute nature of the call for help. But all that being said, I think you get the gist. It sounds like... He literally didn't even have a chance to to attempt to roll them out. To shut this shit down. Because, like I said earlier, the people involved on the inside, it seems like, didn't want him to do that. You know? They did this. It doesn't seem like coincidence, is how I feel about it. Um, So, take with that what you will. You know, matter of fact. And this doesn't apply everywhere, but I think you understand the sentiment.
1: <laughs> right about now, NWA court is in full effect. Judge Dre residing. In the case of NWA versus the police department, prosecuting attorneys are MC Rand, Ice Cube, and Easy Motherfucking E. Order, order. Take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help your black ass. You goddamn right. Won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad, cause I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit, cause I ain't the one. For a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be. Of a sale, fucking with me, cause I'm a teenager with a little bit of gold and a pager. Searching my car, looking for the product, thinking every nigga is selling narcotics. You rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in the benzo. Be the police out of shape. And when I finish, bring me yellow tape. To tape off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swallowed up, red and water. Showing out for the white cop Ice Cube will swarm On any motherfucker in a blue uniform Just cause I'm from the CPT Pump police are afraid of me huh? A young nigga on the warpath And when I finish It's gonna be a bloodbath Of cops dying in LA Yo Dre, I got something to say
0: This doesn't apply to all cops But all you capital Police motherfuckers out there All you fucking capital motherfuckers You racist motherfuckers Get the fuck off the force, B Please give
2: your testimony to the jury about this fucked up incident Fuck the police and Rin said it with authority Because the niggas on the street is a majority A gang It's with whoever I'm stepping And a motherfucking weapon is kept in a stash spot For the so-called law Wishing Rin was a nigga that they never saw Lights start flashing behind me of a nigga so they mace me to blind me but that shit don't work i just laugh because it gives them a hint not to step in my path for police i'm saying fuck you punk read my rights and shit it's all junk pulling out a silly club so you stand with a fake ass badge and a gun in your hand but take off the gun so you can see what's up and we'll go at it punk and I'm i'ma fuck, fuck you up. up make you think i'ma kick your ass but drop your cat, and red's gonna blast i'm sneaky as fuck when it comes to crime Smoke them
0: The police man fuck fuck funk the police figure it figure it figure it funk the police Funk 'em, funky ass motherfuckers like i said man that doesn't apply to all cops obviously i mean my fucking uncle who just took a shooting was a cop back in the day i'm saying fuck all you crooked cops you racist cops you fucking idiot cops man who aren't doing your job the way you're fucking supposed to. Fuck you. Look, uh, I'm ready to blow my whistle here. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got a laundry list of corruption charges, extortion, bribery, junkyard cats. This is nasty, heavy stuff. Now, you gonna listen to this tape or not? No, I am not. Oh, oh I get it.
1: <laughs> you want it out, ma? A crooked cop. Yeah, I get it. Everybody's a crooked cop, huh? Am I the only cop left in Philadelphia who ain't crooked? Oh, oh, I see what's happening. You want to come and serve and go, huh? Who wants a piece of step Because I'll give it to you. I'll give a piece because you're forgetting about this. And you're forgetting about whatever the hell that is, but you're forgetting about it. And I'm going to take this right to the man, And you're going to remember.
2: We really got to do something about these homeless people.
0: <laughs> this is a little clip from it's always sunny in philadelphia for all you crooked cops crooked cop huh everybody's a crooked cop huh <laughs> anyway all right getting back to it first off rest in peace brianna taylor um I was reading I've been hearing about this dude Daniel Cameron I didn't really know who the fuck he was and then I saw this article the other day that put it a little bit more in perspective so I'm gonna read you this quick little excerpt here it says three grand jurors from the Breonna Taylor case have filed a petition to impeach Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron in the petition they wrote Attorney General Cameron deceived the American people and the citizens of this commonwealth with with regard to his office's handling and involvement in the Breonna Taylor investigation. They say Cameron breached public trust and failed to comply with his duties as the chief law enforcement official on the case. The jurors also claim that Cameron misrepresented the facts and findings of the case to the public. The petition was submitted to the Republican Majority House of Representatives. The group will determine Cameron's impeachment. Cameron is a close friend of Republican Mitch McConnell and is believed to be a rising star of the GOP. Another thing, I literally just found out what GOP meant, um, I think earlier this week. What is it, good, good old party? Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure... God damn it, I don't want to go to gopuff.com. What the fuck? G- G-O-P, bitch. Grand Old Party. Like some, yeah. The term Grand Old Party is a traditional nickname for the Republican Party and the abbreviation G-O-P is commonly is a commonly used designation. The term originated in 1875... In the congressional record referring to the parties associated with the successful military defense of the union as this gallant old party. Another reason why I don't fuck with politics because of all this old timey British influence fucking bullshit, man. Anyway, um, yeah, so if that's all true, fuck Daniel Cameron. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, man. The fact that none of those cops have been charged is beyond ridiculous. I mean, it's plain as day. She was home and she was shot. Like, what else do you fucking need? You breaking her home and shoot her? Yeah, I can't stand that shit, man. So, fuck you, Cameron. Hopefully, Kentucky does the right thing. Uh, The last thing I really wanted to touch on, man, I don't know if we've talked about stocks or investing on here at all. Um I'm not by any way, shape, or form an investing. Don't ask me for investing advice (laughs) is what I'm getting at. Um, I just started investing in stocks probably like five years ago or so. And I mean, I would recommend it to anyone who's been considering it. Maybe you don't know much about it. You don't need to know that much about it. Obviously, you don't want to just invest in any stock i mean do some research you know but the main reason i recommend it is because when i first started you know five or so years ago i'll use google as an example that was one of the ones i got lucky at i was looking at the big boys right like google amazon apple um the bigger stocks that i thought you know had potential to grow that i thought would be a good investment for the future right and i want to say so i bought into google it was probably around 500 bucks or something like that and now it's almost at 3k a share so that's in a nutshell you invest your money five years later you could triple quadruple you know make it five times depending if you make smart moves right and then on the other hand like i said five years ago i'm looking at amazon and i think the price was maybe at like it was just over a grand I, it was probably 1100 1200 or something like that per share and me being a new investor i'm just like man that's that's too expensive you know what i mean i could never do that so let me just ignore that but boy am i regretting it because you know if anyone if you keep up with any of this shit now i'm sure you've seen amazon's upwards of 3k 3500 right now so i would have at least doubled my investment um, but I mainly bring all this shit up because, like I said, I'm not a fucking investing guru, so I'm not here to give you advice or anything. I just I want to encourage people who aren't involved to get involved, um, especially now during quarantine. People are out of jobs. People are f- um, having trouble making ends meet or finding new ways to make money. So this is another option. It's obviously not—I wouldn't recommend it be your end-all, be-all, but it is a good option just to have— Passive income, get some extra money in your pocket. But the main reason I brought it up is because, like I said, I've made I've made some money on some stocks like Google, um, Apple, you know, Chipotle. Believe it or not, a couple random ones I've made some money on. One stock that I would have never in my life thought to invest in, at least not in today's you know today's climate, would be. GameStop. All right, I'm also not a gamer. Um, I haven't owned a video game system probably since college, so since 2013, 2012. So I'm 100% not up to date with all the the gaming advancements, everything that's happening in games, updates, and how they even, because to my understanding, now with everything being so easily accessible, Xbox Live or PlayStation Online or whatever it's called, you just download your games straight from the internet, basically. You don't have to go buy them at a place like GameStop or Best Buy or whatever the hell like we used to do back in the day. So my logic would be GameStop is a horrible investment, right? I mean, it's like... To me, it's almost like the blockbuster of video games. I mean, where... Blockbuster, I believe, is out of business. I don't. I haven't seen one in years and years. So logically thinking, I would think GameStop would be a horrible investment. But as I said, don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm looking at a year chart of the GameStop stock. Um, it doesn't say what the price was a year ago, but I can tell you it was below fifty dollars. Because the price for GameStop right now is or not right now, but within the past couple of days, whenever this photo was taken, was at 209, right? And that it doesn't sound too crazy. 209 seems reasonable, but when the original stock was thirty, forty dollars or whatever, basically this chart is showing that GameStop has increased in the past year four thousand thousand eight hundred and eighty two percent increase i'll say that again in the past year the gamestop stock has increased by four thousand eight hundred and eighty two percent okay again i'm not trying to tell you to go invest in gamestop i'm not trying to tell you to do anything really all i'm saying is think of that potential you could when gamestop was 30 bucks let's say you had 100 bucks to spare let's say 90 bucks so you buy three stocks just to make it you know whatever um so you throw in 90 dollars, and you have three shares now now each of those shares jumps up to 209 so what's 209 times three you're looking at 600 700 bucks just from pretty much just from doing nothing just from believing a certain company investing your money smartly doing your research and sometimes it is sheer luck let's be honest um but yeah man i'd say all that to say read (laughs) read invest the best you can yeah i mean i feel like an idiot just even telling you this because i didn't start till way later and it's not like i've made a fortune off this shit so i'm not a guru by any means like i said i'm maybe an advocate i want i want other people to get as excited about making easy money as i get about it okay (laughs) so that's all i'm trying to do man just get you open your ears a little bit but yeah man shouts to gamestop apparently they're fucking killing it was not expecting that so keep on chugging guys doing your motherfucking thing out here but I think I'm going to wrap this up. Uh this is the yeah. This is episode 28 of the K motherfucking podcast, okay? As always, man, I appreciate you checking in here, and as always, we got more guests coming up. I just trying to stay on this every week, so even if it's me by myself sitting here and talking shit, it is what it is. You can take it or leave it. If you want to skip these episodes, you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to stop me from making them. You understand? But yeah, man, you know what time it is. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned, okay? K Podcast loves you. Hope you love us back. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. You understand? Keep your pockets thick. You understand? <laughs> But more importantly, man, keep some love in your heart. Keep some logic in your brain and some love in your heart, man. That's all I can ask of you. But until next time, stay safe out there, man. Love thy neighbor and love thyself. Okay? That's it, man. Okay. That's Sayonara. Uh, fuck out. Thanks for
1: uh, You don't have to go home. You just can't stay here, aight?